Welcome to the FBL member with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour, and I'm joined as always by my peppy co-host Alexander Voltz. Say hello. Hello. This is every album member of the podcast where we listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time, except for these EAE singles episodes where we cover a brand new album. And what are we discussing today? We're discussing a brand new album from a brand new band called Gas War, and the album is Girl Vanishes on Way to Jive Club. One of the, I would say, album title of the year. Sounds like a Sparks album title, actually. It kind of, yeah. It, it sounds, I, I, I'm guessing... I would imagine they took that from an actual headline of a news article. I mm. bet that's a news story art, uh, headline because it's fucking fascinating. You're li- you're a little more uh, familiar with uh, some of these members, but it is a super group yes, of sorts. We have covered. Have we covered? Yes, we've covered. Oh yes, <laughs> we've covered. Oh Sorry. yes. <laughs> so for those who don't know, Gas Wars a brand new band com- uh, compiling comprising. Um, Members, so you got Kevin Rootmanis from Cows and Melvins mm-hmm. and Vaz, and then you got both Jeff Meridian Jr. and Apollo Liftoff, aka Paul. Fuck, what's his name? <laughs> Damn, Mike, that was that was your job. That's your job, Paul from Hammerhead. <laughs> You could have just said that, but you thought you had his AKA down. I fucking thought I did. You know what? We're finding out. We're finding out. Paul Erickson. There we go. Paul Erickson, bass player and vocalist for for Hammerhead. Jeff Meridian Jr., drummer from Hammerhead. Um, Check out that episode, by the way. Check out the Melvins episodes, too. Um, Part two is where all of uh, Kevin's albums are on. Check out all of Amphetamine Reptile album amrep in general amrep yeah. is one of the fucking the sickest fucking labels it i mean we've been getting a lot of requests to do the cows and i i know i love the cows mm-hmm. don't get me wrong baby we'll, fi- we'll we'll find a way to squeeze it in mm-hmm. and not to mention fucking heroin cheeks too right heroin cheeks everyone listen to the heroin cheeks they need their dude also they need their do if if uh if anyone from amrep wants to uh Figure out a way to get me in touch with some uh, dope guns and fucking in the street compilations. I like those. Okay. Okay. They're this little, little 45s. So. All right. Well, the, the, the call to the universe has been made. Yeah. Also, I, I dislike the album title. It's, it's or, a good ass name. Yeah. It's a good ass name. Uh, but this, this album was, um, by the way, it's releasing. If you're watching this, the day this drops, this, this will be releasing on um, December 8th. But for everyone else, I mean, if this, You'll see the date that it is on your in your life whenever you're watching this. This comes out December 8th. And we got this in advance thanks to our boy Tom Osmond, who should all go follow and, ha- and hang out with because he's cool and he gets us interviews and albums and he does a bunch of research for us and he's a cool dude. So thank you to Tom for hooking us up. And uh, well, I guess we might as well jump into the album. Yeah, this is a nice little album to cap off the year with. This, yeah, this can't, I'm we're gonna, at the tail end. I'm going to be the only person call this album a nice album. <laughs> I love this album. Yeah. I, I'm not surprised that I love this album, but I am surprised at how much I love this album mm-hmm. because I, I mean, love, by the way, Kevin, Kevin Romanos was also in Tomahawk. I mean, one of the coolest fucking super groups. Um, not, I still love, I still like them now, and I still love that Trevor Dunn is their bassist. But when Kevin was there, it was, it was a super group. Yeah, Pat and Dwayne, Kevin, and the guy from Helmet. I'm sorry, I keep forgetting his name. Um, on drums. So 
anytime Kevin is involved in something, I still haven't listened to Vaz because I'm I'm shitty. Uh, but anytime he's involved in something, I'm always a little like, all right, it's got to be at least interesting because mm-hmm. he is. I don't think I've ever heard a thing that he was on that I didn't like, honestly. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it's never boring, at least. Never boring. And honestly, uh, he was on one of my favorite, one of my top three, I would say, favorite Melvin's albums, which is Hustle, Ambient, Takeover. Um, I mean, I really love that album. And that was, a, that was, I think it was Kevin's last album with the Melvin's. Pulling a Robert there. I love it so much. I really love that album. I think it's... Yeah. Pretty, almost flawless. I really do love that album. But uh, and then we got Apollo and Jeff from Hammerhead, and I'm a big hammer. I'm bigger. I'm a bigger Hammerhead guy than you. Uh, but they're a very fucking cool band. And this sounds like none of them. Yeah. Um. Yes. This is also very interesting where it where it starts off and then where it ends. I I don't know what I was expecting. But it was it was great. This like yeah, yeah. The opening track is like this, like funky noise track, mm-hmm. and you get this like surreal wall of sound. I was like, oh, is that this one thing? But this is very much like a nightmare of an album. It's fucking fascinating because the soundscapes, the production, the choices—they're all nightmarish. They're yes. all nightmarish, but they're not like. St- scary fucking black metal creepy doomy it's the sounds like almost like a sleep paralysis type of nightmare where it's like it's just really harsh but it's not scary or dark or evil or uh it's the riffs aren't even that mean it's more of an existential dread it's just an intensity Mm -hmm. like because they're it's like really weirdly catchy it's like not it's not upsetting, ugly. It's nothing like that. These are like hooky, cool little riffs, almost normal riffs played in the most nightmarish way. Uh, and then the chorus sections on that song, I guess you can call them the chorus sections. <laughs> they're fucking incredible. They're, they're busy as shit. They're really heavy. Those are actually pretty mean. Um, it's, it's ugly and messy, but not ugly as in the type of riffs. It's ugly as in it's like, it looks like, it's like a fucking Pollock painting, but in music, but in noise rock form. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's a great opener. Um, and then we move on to Memories of Steam, which, dude, I it feels so good. Yeah, I, I think also anytime you, I'm just gonna call it the big black good guitar tone. I don't know. Basically, it's not that, quite. I mean, it's you know you did yeah because what I wrote was. That opening riff sounds super metallic, mm-hmm. and that is big black. And check out that episode, by the way. Um, and Rape Man, by the way. Um, the the riff it sounds me- not like metal, not like heavy metal. It sounds like scraping metal, yeah, like sheet metal or yes. something. Um, completely different vibe from the opener for me. Um, it's interesting how the vocals have more of like an indie rock feel to them. Yeah, and then yeah, they're more subdued. At one point, I was like, this is like, this is like damn near like Radiohead. If Radiohead committed to being like fucking weirdos. To, if they committed to being uh, inaccessible, yeah. which I don't think they've ever done once ever. They as much have, as I enjoy them as a band. They will, they will dip their toes into it, but they never go. Yeah, the, yeah they're not going to. I mean, that's, that's not their lane. Clearly but. not. Um, but that's so memories of steam. 
I mean, so uh, first, a general thing, as much as I love everybody's performance here and all, honestly, it doesn't even on their band camp, it doesn't really list what they do. I mean, I, I know Jeff is on drums because, and I know, and I figure Apollo is on bass because mm-hmm. of Hammerhead. Um, I, I keep saying that Kevin was on my mistake. Jeff and Apollo for, are from Vaz. Kevin, um, his, his band is Hep. Um, fuck. What are they called? I'm gonna I'm gonna find out right now. Mike Mike is throwing himself layups and and missing them today. I know. <laughs> uh, hep is it hepatitis? Yeah, hepatitis. Hepa slash titus. That's what it was. I was I kept thinking Vaz was his. Um, I've never heard of hepatitis. Um, I'm actually very interested in hearing hearing that uh, that band, especially because their 2019 album is called Blue Fat Pussy, and that is a fucking mm. hilarious name for an album. Um, just just fucking roast beef i guess oh yeah oh yeah but anyway um it doesn't actually list what instruments they play i don't know who's singing um Mm -hmm. i can't really tell and and honestly you can't really make out many vocals on this album there's a lot of effects going on there's a lot of noise and feedback but my original point um as much as i love everybody's performance and how crazy everything is I think Jeff is the fucking star of the show here. Mm. His drums are so fucking hooky. They're so, so his drums are kind of what hold everything together. Uh, but his choices are specifically are the things that make these feel so satisfying. So like on Memories of Steam, um, the, as soon as the drums come in, it's like it, it opens everything up. And then around 240, this really cool section comes in with these kind of tribal drums. But um, what everything else is doing the riff there is something that happens a few times in this album that I love. It's this weird vagueness where you, you kind of, you kind of can't pinpoint what they're doing. You only sort of feel what they're doing. You can kind of tell that it's, it's, this is kind of pretty. It's noisy and pretty. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what the, I fucking don't know what the guitar is doing. The baseline, you can kind of make out sort of what it's doing, but it's, it's a very vague feeling riff. It's a very, it's a feeling riff more than it is a, a hearing riff, mm-hmm. but the drums are what keep it gluey and, and catchy. Um, Something this, uh, I guess I'm going to use the word floaty, but <laughs> you, you got to have something like the drums to do that. Exactly. Cause it's, it's pure chaos, but the drums are tight as shit. And we've, we've gushed about Jeff in the, in, in the hammerhead episode. He's, incredible like mm-hmm. he's fucking great um but i do love that song and then and then now let's move on um lion baby lion that is um first time it's like heavy like, yeah uh i like uh i like singing just wah 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 like uh adult in the in the peanuts cartoon is that what he's doing yeah <laughs> i i love the like snare roll beat that's happening in the song. Yep. Super busy snare fill. And then, yeah, yeah those beautiful, hideous guitars. Dude, that to- for something, something about that tone of that song is just really stuck out to me. It's very, it's super scrapey, mm-hmm. more, more metallic kind of sounding stuff. And then, uh, I did note also the drums with that snare shit. It's just super fucking cool. Um, but the vocals, you know, I do. I now remember what you're talking about with the Charlie Brown yeah. adult vocals. Um, yeah, they're like, they're almost random sounding. A lot of it's really psychedelic and swirly. They're kind of mm-hmm. dipping into both channels a lot. Um, and then fucking 240. 240. It, holy shit. I, ugh, <laughs> this is why I love this album. Because 240. My, 
Mike is going to cream his jeans. Dude, already did. How do they write already that? Did. How do they How do they write that? <laughs> because it's clean. So one way to get on my fucking, my good side, to get my sweet spot, make something fucked up, weird, bizarre, and clean. Mm. And that's what they did. It's it's a clean section. It's really strange and vomity sounding. I don't even know how to <laughs> describe it. it. Like when I think... My 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 go to is junk from No Means No. Check out that episode, where that clean section toward the end is just it's sickly and strange. But it, it you don't you don't need crunchiness and distortion to make something feel unsettling. I love heavy. using all these horrible adjectives to describe this music. Yeah, <laughs> and it, as positives, and I feel like the band would a hundred percent is going for that. I hope so. Yeah, because it fucking feels it feels so. Um. I can't. I I don't think I can name a. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, terrible day to have eyes. Yeah, just I, more nightmare fueled music, guitar riffs that give you anxiety, but the bass is groovy. So that's fucking cool. I I don't know if I can name a favorite on here, but if I had to, that might be it. That might be it. I yeah. Think, I think Lions my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh. It's kind of hard to pick a favorite because it's just so so tight and oddly the songs do offer different things like so yeah it's it's kind of hard this to pick like that's like that one song. yeah they do a lot of different things but I guess it all it this is a band where if if you're enjoying this you're already kind of sick and what's going to resonate with you who fucking knows i i will say uh we're we're uh using these 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 ways to describe it but i i don't or maybe i'm just too far gone i wouldn't even like i don't find it that abrasive so here's what makes it not that abrasive yeah some of these riffs i don't even think they're that amazing of riffs they're just mm. really regular kind of like accessible riffs this this is like a this would be like a good album like if someone wanted to get into noise rock like you could show them this album first you might be able to i mean yeah. it, it is a little harsh but it, it's catchy enough also if you've made the decision you want to start listening to noise rock you're already you're already yeah at least on my good side <laughs> there's, there's so much there but um when i say like not all the riffs are, are amazing but it's how they pull it off that's incredible. It's like, like Tail Tell Data Have Eyes is is a perfect example of that. Because that opening riff, I don't really like, like that riff. But then what follows is fucking so good. And it, it's like, so you're talking about the uh, this, I mean, it's basically like a regular catchy bass line. Um, but has the guitar over it is doing this basically siren thing. Mm-hmm. And it's a very siren-y sound. And it, it's, I, I mean, we've heard, I guess... You've heard siren sounds and noise rock before, but that one sounds especially fucked up and, and dirty. Um, and it, it, that song also has another really cool, beautiful, vague riff section where it's like, I can't tell what's happening here, but it's registering my mind as beautiful. That's all mm-hmm. I know. Um, it's a fucking amazing song. I, I, I think it's fucking great. Um, another example of that thing I was saying, but the, the weirdly regular poppy kind of um, simple riffs, is uh, the main riff to Deborah had never felt so dirty in her life. And neither have I. <laughs> it's a good name for a song. Perfect, perfect name for a song on this album. Yeah. It, uh, what a poppy ass riff though. I was really 
taken aback by that song. At times, I was listening to one instrument or sound, and then I'd listen to another one, and then I was like, that's it, and then I'd hear another layer. It's almost like they were like smashing together these different genres of music on that track, but it, it works. It is very interesting. Um, it still has those like hideous siren guitars, uh, which I, I mean, I already like, but um, it goes in the section that follows is this, it's really noisy with a really busy mix. There's synths in there. There's noise, there's feedback, there's beeps, there's fucking that's, everything. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. So it's like, it's, it is a little overwhelming, but the thing about that section, it's like you, we're describing it as, you know, things keep coming in more. keeps coming in. There's a, there's a fucking, there's, there's so much happening, but it's, it's so much cooler than that in practice. Like this album feels to me like our, our words cannot do this album just. Yeah. Because it, it's like, we're trying here, but I, this is an album exemplified by the talent of the members. And I don't, I don't mean like, I guess I mean technical talent as well, but like in the the choices, in the creative choices, because there's a, a million gajillion bands in the world and plenty of them can do a thing like, oh, let's have this poppy thing and then we'll throw some noise on top of it. And then it's just annoying. Mm-hmm. Like I can't explain why it feels so good. It mm-hmm. feels great, um, which is a very, it's it's strange and it's kind of like a, it's, it's a bit of an anomaly. Uh, my only beef with this album is don't uh, go to the don't go to the closer yet. No, 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 no. <laughs> is that midnight at the Bush Foundation really? is too short? It is a minute forty, I think. Yeah, it's I, fucking it, beautiful. It's like the most psychedelic thing on here. I get why it's short. I'm not, you know, not real beef, but uh, I like the like sinister Latin spoken word stuff on there. Yeah, it's very. Very cool, but also is like a, a, a filler track, if you will. It's basically a, a filler transition track, but it, but it's really broody and suspenseful, and it's it's quite it's way quieter than mm-hmm. everything else in the album. It's mostly clean, uh, and it's beautiful. It's dark and beautiful, and it's super cool. And every time I listen to this album, it it's like I have to always double check. Like, is it really did it fucking end already? Like, it doesn't it doesn't feel like a transition track. It just it feels like I, I wanted more of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then following that, we got mom and dad and father. I like that song because it sounds like a bunch of teenagers who like noise rock covering a Black Sabbath song. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that main riff is real ugly. It, it, for me, it doesn't hit as hard as, as many of the other things here. Mm, um, I, you know what? This might be a contender for one of my favorite tracks. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. It, I mean, but like all the other ones, the drums are and drums and arrangements are phenomenal. The there's something. It's mostly on that song. It's it's on other parts of the album, but I noticed it more on that song. The spoken word vocals. Um. They they do a thing on this album that I've never heard in a band, where it sounds because of all the chaos and the way they're mixed because they're very buried and the way he's speaking, whether it's Kevin or Jeff. It sounds more like a TV's on in the background mm-hmm. than it sounds like someone's singing. Yeah, which is a a really a fucking really cool like little. Um, I can't even say choice because I don't know if that was their intention to make it sound like that, but it certainly feels like that. These guys are are seasoned pros. I'm gonna say yes. I mean, but it's what a cool idea to make it sound like the TV's on in the background. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. I guess because that's how I 
that's how I practiced and and played music for so long. It's just with TVs on in the background. So just, it's, oh, that's fucking insane. It's no, it's fucking nuts. I know. Yeah, want <laughs> to get anything done? I, I will explains where I'm at in life. But uh, then we got the closer, father complex, and the solution of the rat idea, mm-hmm. which is my only problem with the album. I th- this falls into a um like oh so it is like a drum solo for these like squeaky sound effects pure cacophony yeah the like chopped and screwed vocals um and then you get like the white noise part emphasis on the noise it's one of the few it were it works for me in the context of this album of really yeah i like you were saying it's like a feeling i can't pinpoint it uh not every band should do tracks like this, but on this album, it works for me as this soundscape to close out the album. Interesting. It doesn't work for me. It, it's in my mind. It's the same thing as the closer for the recent Mr. Fly's album, Fat Chance, where that closer it was was another. We're just gonna go ham for that song was seven minutes. This one's five minutes. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go ham for a long time, longer than most of the songs. Yeah, it's gonna be really fucking abrasive. There's not gonna be any musicality to it there's not gonna be any riffs there yeah and it's I, just chaos i think because mr flies was more rocking that one felt more unnecessary more out of place you mean yeah yeah where this is like right from the gecko is like for <laughs> uh it's like more like surreal so it it works as, as a whole yeah 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 I, it's still, t- it's even though it does, it I definitely agree that it does fit more as a whole. Cause I mean, the Mr. Flies album is definitely chaotic, but they're, I mean, it's rocking. It's definitely rocking. Mm-hmm. This is, it's rocking in its own way, but it's far more uh, like cerebral and sadistic, even if it's catchy and fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it fits in more there, but it, it's, I think I'm just, I'm just past the point of listening to songs where it's just noise for the sake of noise. I'm just not sure. into that thing. I just, uh, Unless it's actively creeping me out or making me feel unsettled or make me feel a thing, then it's just, and it just bores me. This one made me feel a thing. It made so, you feel a thing. Yeah. Right so on. not all bands, this band, yes, Swans, yes, Volta most of the time, yes, but yeah. Yeah. It's another, it's another one of the things where you can't explain what makes it good or how someone can do it better than someone else. It's just, that's just how it is. It's, yeah, sometimes it's, it just sounds, it comes out better. It's cause there's this disturbing, like deformed patient with a, a mask on the album cover, almost like uh, an oh, yeah. airplane going down and you put the, the oxygen mask. That's what it looks like. It looks like the airplane oxygen mask, uh, uh, but they're like mutated and it looks and like a man with a mustache is coming out of the air hole of the oxygen. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, like a David Cross or uh, <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a Robert Paul Champagne for those YMH fans. Um, so yeah, I think I think this closing track very much captures <laughs> that it, album yeah. cover. It's a honestly, it's a pretty fucking awesome album cover. It was done by apparently uh, Mouse Squaz, which is clearly a Mr. Bung reference. Check out that episode um, of one of my favorite songs from Disco Volante. Um, who the fuck is Mouse Squaz? I don't know. But I he's don't. doing good work. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I forgot to say, uh, they wrote some of these songs over 20 years ago. 
Holy shit, really? They this didn't uh they didn't record them for some reason. And then so I think maybe like three three or four tracks on here or about like 20 years old so holy crap you know i pull up that you know, keep, keep going yeah very very interesting that this band has um you know they're f- like technically they've played together before but this yeah. is just the first time yes there's a there's a quote here yeah from um from the press release where is it where is it so kevin said when like how they met he says kyle's played a show with hammerhead sometime in late 80s or early 90s at the uptown bar in minneapolis um it's one of the only times shannon the singer for the cows also singer for heroin cheeks check out heroin cheeks sorry it was one of the only times shannon told me i'd better go check out the opening band because they were so good oh and then it says by the late 90s with both cows and hammerhead on hiatus oh these three artists joined forces to create what would become the debut release oh of Gas shit War. And then, uh, yeah, Kevin says there was, there was a basement we could rehearse in during the brutally cold Minnesota winter. We all played pretty much all the time and we were in each other's company. Most of the time, it was only natural to combine these two activities. And then more than two decades after its initial recording. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. So I guess it's the whole album. Never mind. I misspoke. At the- so the, so the whole thing was recorded 20 fucking years ago. <laughs> was it? Yeah. Yeah. Recording their debut in 1999. Holy shit. So this, we just realized this in real time. I I, I glossed over the press release yeah, and I didn't I, read it until right now. Yeah, I I read it, but not enough to uh, correct you. And Holy like, shit. And I should have said it at the top of the hour. Dude, this. I was just so excited to talk about the music. Seriously. And also, this was recorded before Hostile Ambient Takeover. <laughs> Holy well, shit, yeah. dude. It's crazy. It sounds new. It sounds new. This is timeless shit. I mean, if you're into abrasive, noisy craziness, yeah, completely timeless. Uh, if you told me this was early '90s, if you told told me this was this year, I I wouldn't fucking yeah, yeah, I couldn't. Uh, I can't believe it's wow. So why did they release it 20 years late? Uh, Kevin said that the LP drifted off into space as we got busy with Vaz, the Melvins, and later with Tomahawk. I heard it. Uh, I heard it again a few months ago via random shuffle and remembered how much I liked it. The boys encouraged me to go ahead and wrap it up. Did some vocals, add a little guitar here, a few scratches there, some drums from Jeff. Ran it by everybody for a final okay. So there, there was some extra recording done. Yeah, just spruced it up a little bit. Spruced it up a little bit. That's not too bad. Yeah, yeah. Put some cilantro on top. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds fucking great. I, I, I don't. I couldn't tell what was or wasn't um, recorded this year. I'm assuming these guys aren't going to be performing. There's no dates. Yeah, but there you go. I uh, hidden twenty year old gem unearthed for for y'all y'all's listening pleasure. Pretty much. I mean, twenty years old, but it was, uh, and at least some stuff was added. It's, it wasn't like. I mean, but still structurally complete. I feel I feel stupid at the top of the hour saying a brand new album from a brand new band now. I, I know. Brand new to the public. It's brand new for us. Yes. Uh, but I really wish these guys would tour or something because this is fucking rules. I mean, I couldn't imagine how the song would sound live mm-hmm. because there's a, clearly a lot of overdub stuff. But I mean, this is easily one of my favorite albums of the year. I mean, it's. It's weirdly addictive. I, I fucking love how all these songs just, just were executed. Um, and there's just too many memorable moments. The arrangements are incredible. The drums are fucking spectacular. Uh, and the moments of beauty are just 
not what you would expect. You can't even figure out how they're doing it or how they came up with it. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's wonderful. Even the, even the closer, which I don't care for, um, very much couldn't, couldn't drag it down. As for me. we, as we've established, even bands Mike likes sounds like an asshole. I, I just feel things and I talk too much. You know, I don't know, man. It's cool. Listen to the album, dude. It's fucking, it's rad. Uh, you probably, I, I think I haven't read or heard other reviews. I'm going to say you gave them their most glowing review. Who? This, this band? Yeah. Well, cool. We'll see who can top, top that. Yeah. I hope they're getting fucking covered because this is, I mean, it's one of the best albums of the year. Like, without question. I fucking really love this album. Uh, this is going to be on rotation for a good a good while. Damn. Uh, but might as well wrap it. So thank mm-hmm. you so much for listening and watching and hanging out. And thank you so much to Tom for getting this album um, in our little greedy pause. Uh, everyone check it out when it comes out on December 8th. And now, if you're watching this episode after that, you can follow me on all social media at PanderMonkey and Alex on Instagram at every album alex please be sure to follow our history guy tom osmond at tom osmond sounds and all social media as well as tom sounds.com for all his music he's got a bunch of stuff streaming right now you can find links to that in the description you can also find a link to my ep uh in the description as well it's very cool listen to it please thank you um and let's not forget everybody let's, let's not forget patreon.com slash every album ever that's where you go you get a bunch of bonus episodes. You get to see our schedule in advance. You get to vote on polls to decide who we cover next. You get to join our Discord, be a part of our active community, as well as suggest these episodes, these EAE singles episodes, new albums that came out this year. Throw them on there. We'll pick out whichever ones we feel like. Um, and if you're tier two, if you're bigger than Jesus, then you, su- you can suggest a full discography for us to cover on our bigger, longer, numbered episodes, as well as suggest individual albums from any discography for us to cover on Patreon bonus episodes. So we got some on there as we speak, and it's a good time. Do that. Thank you. Uh, I think that's about it. So we might as well wrap it with uh, the single that they're, they're, that's already out right now. Uh, and that's the opener, Get Down Moses. So... Oh yeah, thank you so much for listening and watching. See ya.